So we've been doing this for like two years, I think, or maybe three years. How do years work? I don't know. I actually have trouble remembering how old I am sometimes. I do too. But then I do the year that it is now. Uh-huh. And then I subtract my year of birth. birth and then you add one, right? Well, depend- depending if your depending. birthday has passed. So my birthday hasn't, when we're recording this, my birthday hasn't happened. But I have this friend who has the same birth year as me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she start. <sighs> it's really annoying. She will start. Her birthday's in January. So her mm-hmm. birthday's 10 months before my birthday. Oh. But she starts saying her new age like three months early. Why? So around my birthday, she's saying that she's two years older than I literally am. Why would you do that? I think she's trying to get <laughs> to, like to comfortable remember. with her new yeah. age. But it's annoying to me because theoretically we were born the same year, but now I'm having to hear. I don't want to like. Yeah. Because then you're like, oh God, am like, I that old? Yeah. She's premature, prematurely aging me. Yeah. That's tough. I mean, it's fine because <laughs> you'll survive. You know, <laughs> life is just a journey and we're all on it. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it is also like, no, let me be my age. I think we've, well, let me look on our Google Sheets. Oh, yeah, the Google Sheet. And then we'll see. Did Gosh. we have like the date for that? Oh, my God. It okay, was no, fall. 2015. Okay, so it was uh, fall. 16. To- Wait, no. Yeah, 11 28, 2016. So it's, no, so it's only been a year? That's not true. Mm-hmm. Welcome no. to the Hellmouth R- record record date eleven twenty eight two thousand sixteen. How is it? Hold on. So it hasn't been a year yet. That doesn't make no. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I think the dates are wrong. I think so too. I think it was eleven twenty eight twenty fifteen. I think so too. Because oh, you know what we can do? iTunes. <laughs> okay, right. It has been almost two years. That makes way more sense than it's been less than a year <laughs> that would be terrifying for our minds yeah we'd be like oh where's the time going because like we've been through two years and we're like in the final season of buffy yeah okay because our very first episode released december 16th 2015 okay so if you guys want to send us anniversary gifts we will receive them Where so what's them? two years what's two years december 16th 2017 no two year anniversary what is it oh uh it's not paper is it wood um oh interesting okay so i'm looking at hallmark yeah and they have traditional and then modern oh okay what's traditional so traditional first year you guys should have been giving us paper which we have yet to receive so it's okay it's okay modern is clocks Mm, that's fine (laughs) we don't need we got all the clocks we We have so many clocks uh so second year traditional is cotton okay modern is china Okay, so, oh my God, a beautiful painted plate of Hellmouthy. That would be great. And you guys have till <laughs> December 16th. Um, should we say we'll take a delivery at Nerdist School? Yeah. Okay, so if you guys want to send anything to us, Hellmouthy, care of the Nerdist School. Yeah, or the Nerdist School, attention Hellmouthy. Whichever you Either, prefer. Whatever you If feel. you want to put us first or Nerdist School first, <laughs> do that. We know where your heart is. Uh, you should also probably put the address, which is 7518 Sunset Boulevard, Los Angeles, California, 90046. Is that too thirsty for me to give them the I was thinking address? they could Google it, but, <laughs> but now, like, I think we went from kidding to serious in this moment. <laughs> yeah. There are tears streaming down my face. I'm like, please give us a gift. Cotton or China? Yeah. Either one. Honestly, there's great ideas great things you could do with either one for us quite honestly next year's leather or okay we're not crystal slash glass we're not making it to next year (laughs) that's true Uh, i mean you and i will live we will but the podcast (laughs) will be it will be concluded we'll 
So then, okay, we'll get started on our next project and then we'll be moving our way towards paper slash clocks. <laughs> so if you have a great clock idea, <laughs> put it in your back pocket. <laughs> Save it up. <laughs> um, but here we are today. We're not here to talk about anniversary gifts. We're here to talk about <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, because we're hellmouthy. <laughs> I'm one of your co-hosts, Ryan Mogi, And I'm another one of your co-hosts, Kelly Nugent. And we're going to talk about the episodes Selfless and Him from season seven. Oh, man. Selfless made me cry a lot. Oh, my God. It's so sad. It's so... And I always actually remember the specific scene from Selfless as uh-huh. being one of the saddest scenes yes. in the entire show, which is the cut from I'm his missus to her stabbed in yes. the chest and seemingly dead. Yep. Stabbed through the heart, one would presume. But first... I guess we should back up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> you want to go away from the climax? <laughs> yeah. More. From the okay. climax of the, All right. of the episode. To this episode, Selfless, is uh, a very, like, Anya-centric. Yes. Uh, we get the kind of the origin story mm-hmm. of Aud slash Anyanka slash Anya. And in some ways, it kind of answers a lot of any origin questions we've had that are outstanding. Because mm-hmm. we've heard hints of different things, and we know... Uh, about Tahoferin, we've like seen certain parts, but now we get to really see how things played out. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, her life has been not one full of happiness. No. And it also is interesting that like we previously had looked at her life as a vengeance demon, kind of as this like strong, independent creature. Yes. When we then learn that she's always just clung to, uh, honestly, like a male figure. Right. Which is interesting for someone who's so hellbent on destroying men for so mm-hmm. much of her life. Um, but even that was still all about men. Yeah, you exactly. Know? It's like it was never about Anya. Yeah. For herself. Except, and that's, except for the moments, I think that's why she loved running the magic shop. I think that's why certain things like, she really flourished because they were her own things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why the fact that the magic shop is gone is really sad too for her. Yeah. Yeah. And we see that she, you know, uh, wasn't always super into capitalism <laughs> and uh, that she, well, until she touched the money, until she touched that money, but she, um, you know, like lived her whole life for her lover. Unsure. Man. Troll man? Troll man. Um, I, given the times, I, they probably had to be like betrothed or married. married to live together like that. Yeah. I don't know this, the specifics of that culture, but I, I would think that yeah. she had been, whatever, sold yeah. from her family. to or what, I'm using the term sold kind of sarcastically. But like dowry-ish. Like, yeah. Like yeah. there probably had been some kind of ceremony because mm-hmm. I'm sure those relationships weren't necessarily all about love back then. No. So, although she, she did seem to love him. Oh, yes. Very much. She loved him and also the way in which she showed her love was taking care of him. Mm-hmm. Um it's so sad. Yeah, cuz we see that mirrored in the uh musical like we take a mm-hmm. quick step back to once more with feeling. Yes. Um with her taking care of Xander. Right. I think that seeing her relationship oh, I didn't write down his name. The troll guy. With troll guy. (laughs) Um, I feel like in some ways it recontextualizes her relationship with Xander and makes it less romantic. Oh, totally. Because I think the way, 
at least one viewing of the show that you could have is that she was a vengeance demon and then she stopped being a vengeance demon and then she fell in love with someone and then she was so dedicated and devoted to him. But kind of, yeah, she fell in love with him, but she also reverted to this devoted role. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't like love didn't change her. Like love reverted her. Yeah. And I, I would say that she like kind of realized or that this wasn't the love to end all loves. Like she says, like, I loved you so much, Mm -hmm. but, and it's, and then this isn't to deny that she did love Xander. She did and probably does. Mm -hmm. Um, but this isn't like this special love that's so different from all the rest because it, it, it seems to be very similar to how she was with her first uh, husband person. Yes. Um, and so, and I think she comes to that realization. It's kind mm-hmm. of like after you have some space from a relationship yeah. and you're like, oh, I wasn't this like special different being when I was with you. Mm-hmm. It was just, I loved you, sure, but it wasn't this like uh, earth shattering yeah. love. Well, and like the patterns that we had were, we were playing out our patterns. Yeah. And totally. some, like, and I think that to evolve, and I'm I'm a big believer in like self-examination, but like to evolve, I think you have to like recognize those patterns and both like internally and as in your relationship, like deal with those patterns. Yeah. Because if you don't, like, yeah, every relationship is going to have the same dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I think previously, Anya was always fulfilling her role as a role. Like mm-hmm. she was always uh, like the thing that I am is a wife to this uh, troll person. The yeah. thing that I am is a vengeance demon. Because even when we see the parts with her and poor Halfrick, um, oh, that's so sad. That was really fucked up and sad. Yeah. Uh, the relationship with her and Halfrick, um, where Halfrick's like, just enjoy the town. And she's yeah. like, no, I've got work to do because vengeance is what I am. Right. So like she keeps like putting on these like external define like definers. Yes. Um. To be like, this is what I am. And then mm-hmm. we see that kind of all come crashing down at the end when she asks Xander, like, what if I'm just nobody? And like, the thing is, is that we can all see that she is somebody. Right. Um, And the only person that doesn't see it is her. Right. So that part was really sad, too. Or like, that's her fear, right? Like, that's that's why she clings to these mm-hmm. these uh, identities. Yeah. Because underneath it, she doesn't know what she is without it. Yeah. To be something, she has to be someone's. Yeah. Um, it's just all so sad because you want her to be happy. Like the scene, oh my God, when she's like, when he's asleep on the, on the, on the lazy boy and then she starts singing that song mm-hmm. and she's trying to talk about their, I'll never tell. Mm-hmm. And he just won't. Yeah. I mean, he's sleepy. Yeah. But it's like, it makes me just want to punch Xander. Yeah. Not in the face, like in the gut. Be like, come on, dude. Yeah. Like, you both revealed these very serious issues in your relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he leaves her to deal with it alone Mm because he just goes back to sleep. And the way that she deals with it is the only way that she has in the past, which is to take care of him. Yeah. Um, Like, rather than address the issue, she tries to take care of the other person in the relationship. Also, and I know that it was like this happened during those songs the mm-hmm. world would like change mm-hmm. but i that did not look like their apartment it looked like a cross between their apartment and his basement it yeah because it was so dark and weird yeah and their apartment was like cool like they yeah. had a nice apartment and there's no way that like all those windows let in way more light than 
Yeah. You know, like it was so dark. It was remember weird. Remember when in the, uh, what is the episode where he's two people? The duel. Ep- yeah. Um, doubling up. No. Crisscross. Twinsies. Uh, one's better and one's worse. <laughs> what if I was two people? Um, oh my God. Whatever. In that episode, the doublet. No. Um, I, all I'm thinking is Zeppo, and I know that's not no, that's that's the episode not from the third season. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so in the episode, in that episode, we see that apartment, and it's like modern and fancy. Anyway, so the apartment that she is singing that song in is so sad. It's yeah. like cluttered, and there's junk. Did you see that there's one of those like paper um, room dividers with a stripper on it? Yeah, I saw that. What the hell is that? I have no idea. I was like, that is so out of place and weird. So like, it was very confusing. And maybe, I don't know. I didn't get it. It felt, again, like something that could have been in his basement when he lived there alone. Mm -hmm. But like, and maybe this is just her memory of being with him, what it was like. Mm -hmm. Because he's also in those weird construction clothes, which I don't know. I mean, we could go back and watch Once More with Feeling. Yeah. I don't know that he was wearing those weird clothes. Mm. But like... It also was such, it made her look even sadder because this, again, feels like she's settling for this life that she's finding fulfillment in, but but not for herself. Right. Because she sees herself as something to plug into someone else's life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she doesn't have to have the world change around her um, or, uh, for her. Uh, are you ready for the name of that episode? Please. The Replacement. The Replacement. Of course. It's so obvious. Yeah. It's like the Keanu Reeves movie, Minus One Letter. <laughs> yep. I really like that movie. Uh, that movie is The Replacement. <laughs> yep. The Replacement. Or wait. Never mind. <laughs> Explacement. Yeah. There we go. Um, no, I I really... I don't... I, okay. I'm not going to sit here and say The Replacement is a great movie. I take it back. It is a movie worth watching on TBS. Mm, if, if you're, you're in a hotel channels, room in a hotel room it's perfect <laughs> you're waiting for your mom to yeah honestly i meet feel you downstairs maybe every keanu reeves movie yeah except for the bad okay every goofy keanu reeves movie no constantine no Const- well actually yeah, yeah you know what i, I think maybe. the matrix movie the com- okay so action ones yeah comedies yeah romantic comedies which i know are com- but like Lake house Oh, yeah. Yes. Flip that on. Yeah, flip I it mean, on. don't watch the end because your head will explode and you'll be so mad <laughs> if you're me. Like, let it be a confusing question. Oh, my God. If I watch the end of The Lake House, Kelly, watch out. You're going to get so many texts. <laughs> what is this movie? Yeah. Um, they don't explain it at all. Not at all. But the thing is, they keep telling you they did. <laughs> They're like, isn't it so nice we tied this up? And you're like, you did it. <laughs> it's not. Uh, uh, it's worth it to see Sandy. It is worth it to see Sandy B and Keanu do a weird kiss that neither of them want to be doing. (laughs) (laughs) While a dog prances along in the background. Uh, Oh, man. Uh, So, yeah, the apartment. So I'm sure that was a set dressing choice. Yeah. It just made that scene even sadder. Well, it was just, yeah, it was. It reminded me of his version of the future of their relationship that he had um, on their wedding day, Mm -hmm. which, again, was also pretty sad. Yeah. Uh, I think I owned Anya's lounge pants that she's wearing. Oh yeah, this episode. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it was like those gray with like yeah. they're kind of boot cut. Yeah, I was like, ah, I think I owned those pants. Yeah. Um. Ooh, oh, Slurpee, <laughs> Slurpee. I'll stop slurping. That was. Oh. And then. <laughs> so then the um we have uh Buffy talking to Spike in the basement. And Buffy she, and White is talking. Yeah, Buffy and White. Now, 
Okay, without getting too much into spoilers. Yes. This is going to be for those who have, like, watched the show before. Yeah. They're, they create a rule about these um, visions. Yeah. That I don't know if they've decided on at this point in the yes, show. I agree. Because I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's in white. She crouches down next to him. She tells him, like, the past is the past. They'll work through this. And mm-hmm. he's the most cogent we've seen him this season. Yeah. He's making sense. He's speaking yeah. sentences. It's a it's a version of Spike that, like, we have not seen yeah. in a while. And she kind of, she promises, we'll get through this together. Yeah. And so he kind of curls up, like, leaning into her. Yeah. And then cut to the entrance to the basement. Mm-hmm. There's Buffy in black. Yeah. And she's like, ugh, Spike, you got to get out of this basement. Yeah. And also, I think our our like antenna should be up because this first Buffy in white is like being too nice. It's she's like, so nice. She's like, we'll get through this together. And she's also, Sam Michelle Geller is so good because mm-hmm. it's in the range of how Buffy could sound to a person, yeah. but not how she's ever spoken to Spike. Mm-hmm. Even when she had her softest feelings towards him, she was never this kind to him. Yeah. Like, this is how she has, we've heard her talk to people that she loves. Yeah. But- yeah. So then real real Buffy comes in and she's like, we got to get you out of here. It's making you crazy. And he's and like, it's like, huh? He's like, oh, can't argue. <laughs> he's like, uh, listen, right now, just proved it. Because I thought I was talking to you before. <laughs> yeah, got to get away from the cell mouth. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, you find out that she moves him to Xander's house. Though, the show takes a very long time to get to there. At, where are they? Go- where are they? That's taking so long. Because it takes, isn't it the next episode? Mm-mm. Is it's it? Where they bring, mm. where they show up at Xander's house. I thought it was in Selfless. Is it in Selfless? I didn't take a note about it because there wasn't. It was just like, it feels the Xander Spike at Xander's house feels like a retread of Spike or Giles' house. It does, and also for but the Xander first hates time him more, I guess. But then remember also when Xander was living in the basement and Spike had to stay there, and Spike was wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Oh yeah, remember that? And then now it's this again, which I guess I get it. I understand why he's not at Buffy's house. Right. I kind of would love him to stay at Willow's house. Yeah, because I feel like she could keep him in line. But Willow's living at... She moved to the dorms. Oh, yeah, she's going back to school. Well, and probably she doesn't want to live where Tara died. True. <laughs> I'd had a really sad thought. Oh, no. Because I was like, oh, she could just move in with Tara. You didn't have that thought. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kelly. I, I know, have, it's really it's sad. Really sad. <laughs> I'm really sad right now. Um, uh, yeah. All right, I didn't take notes about it because I didn't care. Right. Um, <laughs> because we were too busy being distracted by... Uh, uh, Anya, <laughs> We're still distracted. Yeah, Anya, um, covered in blood in a beautiful Easter dress. Yeah, she looked lovely. She looked lovely. Her hair looks great. Everyone's hair is upgraded this season. Well, we'll get to the second episode. In in selfless, yes, everyone's yes. hair is upgraded. Everyone looks great. Everyone looks great. Um, and so she's like surveying the wreckage of what she's done. It's just blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. All of these a bunch like, of dead boys. Yeah, dead frat boys. Yeah. Um, and then later she comes, she's trying to wash off. So it's like going back and forth between like her origin story mm-hmm. and her trying to like clean up and like wash her right. hands off of this blood. She's covered in blood. She's wearing a trench coat. She walks out and Willow fresh off of like, I'm going back to school. Oh my God. And how cute was she? It's like season seven Willow. I like. Me too. She's like, she's figured out her, I mean, whatever there's issues but she's like figured out her witch self she's figured out her being like old school willow Mm -hmm. and it's all coming together i mean she's 
had a horrible loss a few yeah. months ago. But I just she's she's got the spunk. Yeah, she's got old she, school spunk. She's got it back. So she sees Anya and she's like, oh, like, oh, are you here? And Anya's like, oh, yes, I'm dating a new guy. Blah, yeah, blah. I'm she essentially is like, I'm doing the walk of shame. Mm-hmm. And she is. But it's shame for murder. Yeah. Not sex. And she pushes her hair behind her ear and that she missed a spot and there's blood. Yeah. And, and Willow's like, like Willow. mm, Yeah, Willow's okay. like, uh, okay. Okay, see you later. And she goes into the frat house. Yeah, and she hears, well, she sees the damage. Yeah, she sees all these dead. Okay. Which dead I actually dead. thought was really interesting that we never see it. Like, every time, like, we see it once. Yeah. But then every time, like, the characters see it, we, we they're see looking it in another room. Yeah. And then, um, she hears like, I take it back. I take it back. Now I keep thinking that it is something much worse when that I girl. I do too. Because the thing that happens, this is such an overblown vengeance. Cause at first I was like, I, felt- I always remember it as like a gang rape. Yes. It isn't at all. No. It's like compared to that, it's just a bad night. Yeah. Well, it's it's cruel for sure. It's mean. It's yeah. childish. Sure, but this guy was. I mean, yeah, it's mean. But yeah. it's it's a. And I, of course, her feelings are hurt. But in the scope of things, this is a monster man. Like this is a jerk guy. Yeah, and his jerk friends. Yeah, this isn't like. It's not a reflection on this woman at all. No, I mean, and I get why she feels like it is because she's fresh in the moment. Oh yeah, I of course you'd be upset. Yeah, and you would want. I guess I guess I think she's being hyperbolic that her heart was ripped out by this situation. Yeah. Because I don't know. No, you got like dumped by a guy who didn't want to be with you anymore. <laughs> but like in front of that's the thing. It is. It does suck. Like maybe he was like really buttering her up and making her feel. Well, she she thought she was going to a party. And then I was like, wait, is it a dogfight? Like, you know, those parties. What is that? Okay. It might only be in this one movie called Dogfight with River Phoenix. <laughs> But my understanding is it's a party where everyone competes to bring the ugliest girl. Oh. And you win if you bring the ugliest girl. So, so I sad. then I was like, oh, maybe it was a dog fight. And then, no, it wasn't that. Yeah. Because that also is super horrible. It's super mean. horrible. And but again, heart re- ripped out. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. I, I'm, I'm imagining that she was they, in love with this. Yeah, she horrible, was in love. Horrible, and, horrible man. Yeah. And like was stupid and young and like didn't realize that he's awful mm-hmm. and like the onus shouldn't be on her to like like it should we should be saying like you know he's the shithead which we are he is a shithead um but you're right the way it plays the way she's curled up in that closet yeah. the way the tone of all of it the fact that it's a frat house the fact that it's 12 guys like it does that's the thing the show seems to it imply something and then faints for something so much lighter I, and i think that it makes the stakes not high enough then yeah because or maybe they're trying to say anya is overkill yeah which they do it communicates that because honestly with the way like we see those bodies and we think oh god these guys did something like very horrible to this girl in yeah. which case then it's like grayer yeah and maybe maybe the show was trying to do that and didn't underline it enough for us they might have been like we can't say this because yeah. it's a, a network note but like really these guys like attacked this woman um okay what if she's telling her story and then when she gets to the part where she just got broken up with in front of people willow goes wait what that's yeah. it oh that oh i thought it was something like i thought it was something really for this horrible. i thought it was like horrible and she's like no i'm really sad she's like oh no you're right he's a jerk but 
And she's like, listen, I don't mean to make you feel bad about whatever you're going through, but my love of my life and soulmate died three months ago. Mm -hmm. Senselessly. Anyway, and then I flayed a guy. It's a long thing, but I get it. You're going through something. Also, all my friends trying to get, I tried to end the world. Doesn't matter. I'm sorry. I'm getting (laughs) distracted. You're going through something. (laughs) You, a jerk guy broke up with you. Although, I mean, I guess also she was, it's humiliating. And and I think she also is freaked out because she literally saw 12 men get yeah, killed in I front of her. And almost, yeah. And I think maybe that is, we're hitting on what the show is trying to say, but I feel like the show instead just like makes us think it's something horrible and then gives us a story that it isn't. But if the show, yeah. But then at the same time, do we want her feeling bad that these guys got killed for, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this isn't law and order. This is like a vengeance demon. So it's not like, we're not supposed to say that those things are equal. That yeah, we should, but you're right. You know what you're I right. mean? So, like, so it's then supposed to be tricky. over. And may, here's the thing. <laughs> the idea of like pretending there's a party, inviting your girlfriend over, breaking up with her in front of everyone. That seems like something someone wrote to come up with a reason for this girl to be sad. Oh, yeah. I've never heard of anything like that in real life. I feel like I've read it in like a... Uh, like a Seventeen magazine or something. Okay, but the, you know those are made up by yeah, the editors. Yeah, like s- stories to that. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't. I'm sure some of them are real. If you've written to Seventeen magazine, te- text us about it. We'll, we'd love to yeah. hear. Tweet. Yeah, tweet at us. <laughs> um, tweet at us your like horrifying. Oh, uh, we'd love. Oh my god, if you have any story. stories that should have gone to YM, but YM yeah. doesn't exist anymore, send them to us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just seems like it seems like a lot, like a made mm-hmm. up thing. So if it had been like she spent the night with him and on her way down the stairs, they all like laughed. Like, because I, I feel like yeah. I've heard Walk of Shame stories that where someone's very embarrassed. Yeah. But like they invited her. He pretended it was a party so he could break up with her. Yeah. What? I don't know. I could see that existing in a movie, I guess, where she comes in and she's like, where is everyone? And he's like, you're the main event. Only if he was only if he had like a, a reason to like. She's cheating on him, mm. or like she, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they should have like nerded her up. A doesn't bit. mean they're like straight up cruel. Like, but we've seen how like Joss Whedon and Co. looks at like yeah. If you're in a fraternity, you guys. deserve to die. But like, it just was yeah. It just felt like such a fake backstory. Yeah, he invited me over and then broke up with me mm-hmm. in front of everyone. <laughs> what? I I feel like they were I I think that's what it was. I think they were trying to make it be something that is not worth killing cuz then if you make it too bad, yeah. then we're like, Ooh. "Oh, is it you know what they needed?" Mm. They needed to be now. So it, it could be a sexed thing. Yeah. She sent yeah. him pictures and then he sent them to everybody. Yeah, and then she thought it, and then he broke up with her whatever. And or maybe she, he broke up with her and someone like filmed it and then like and in a really embarrassing way, and then posted it on social Beautiful. media. Um, we fixed it. We fixed it. So let's imagine it was that, and then all those but guys... But then she said, I wish their hearts could be ripped out. Uh, people hyperbolize when they're feeling sad. Sure. I've had people... I, I, I've never said that. I've about- never said that. My heart ripped out. But people do that. People yeah. hyperbolize, and it doesn't make sense. Like, when they're, like, mid being broken up with, like, people get very, like, oh, I wish that you could, like... I, I want to die. I want you to like, feel the pain yeah. that I'm feeling. Yeah. No, 100%. So she does that and a spider appears and pulls out the hearts of all of the boys. Mm-hmm. And then um, 
And then it's and then uh, Willow's like, where did the spider go? <laughs> and the girl's like, what? What do you mean where'd it go? It's right behind you, dude. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> also, it looks really fake. <laughs> it looks really fake, though, when and maybe it's one of those CGI versus practical when Buffy is fighting it and the mouth yeah. comes out. Well, that's that looks, the thing. It looks cool when it's it looks practical. cool. Yeah. But you're right on the behind behind Willow. It doesn't really work. Though she uses her magic, yeah. though she gets black-eyed Willow for a second, and she kind of like is mean. Yeah, she to loses that girl, it. and then she's like, oh, uh, "Shit, I'm sorry. Yeah, never mind. Uh, you should get out of here. Uh, I'm gonna go kill that spider with my friends." Yeah, um, which <laughs> Buffy is such a beast. Yeah, she is. Um, it was cool when she's fighting with it, and it looks cool, and then mm-hmm. the second she kicks it, it becomes CGI again. And yeah, like, ah. ah, bummer. But when she when Sandra's like, "We'll go home." get some swords we'll be ready and she's just like uh-huh and she throws her yeah. sword in the air and like it was just like oh buffy i feel like buffy is more secure in her slayerness than we've ever seen her like yeah like almost i feel like what giles wanted to happen mm-hmm. by him leaving has happened yeah i mean it's burned away some of her humanity but yes she's grown into what an adult slayer would be like well and yeah like i think some of your humanity has to kind of be burned away um in order to make the choices that she has to make yeah and like the every time that she because we're i mean spoiler alert i guess we hear her give speeches a lot this season. yeah that's all i'm gonna say but every time i'm usually team buffy on these, yeah on well, these certainly speeches. in this episode and this episode revisits the ultimate betrayal that Xander did. <laughs> oh my god! Which I was like, we need to talk about this a little bit more. It gets kind of glossed over. Well, I wonder if they had like later they talked about it because it's yeah. What the other thing that it does is when Buffy, because she's not talked about Angel since she came back from the dead. When mm-hmm. she was like, I got to go see him, and she went to go see him. And she came back. She, she has not brought him up. Mm-mm. Like even other people have brought him up. Like in context of she of her and Angel versus her and Spike. And Spike can't stop thinking about him because he's obsessed. Mm. But she has not talked about him. And when she gives that emotional speech, it's like, oh, dude, you were cut deep. Yeah. And it's like she's been holding this this whole Uh fucking time. And also, like, that's the thing, too, right? Where she's like, do people not fucking realize that, like, I killed Angel? I killed Angel. Okay. Do you remember that time I killed Angel and then I ran away for three months and changed my name? Yeah. And I came back and y'all were pissy with me? Mm Mm-hmm. You get they have never. And part of it is Willow. She's always thought that Willow was like, yeah, go kill was supporting her killing him. But like they have never taken that sacrifice seriously. No. And I think well, and even when because it was like retroactively that they learned that Angel was not evil when because uh, you mean because she knew. She, no, she knew. Oh, uh, you mean when Willow and Xander found yeah. out. Yeah. Because so they find out later. I don't know that Xander cares. Xander doesn't care because Xander has always hated Angel. Well, and certainly after Jenny dies. Yeah. Spoilers yeah. for season two. <laughs> <laughs> you just dropped in. But yeah, I think once Jenny dies and Giles is tortured, especially like, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Xander doesn't have, doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think, I think that Buffy and Willow, I think it's a thing between them that's mm-hmm. been between them. Mm-hmm. And, little willow's face when she's like i didn't say kick his ass yeah and so i poor willow it is my hope it is my hope that wait so does she even know about the orb of thessala not she doesn't no holy fucking shit so like all of this like i feel like there was so much like no communication between these people well i mean part of it is buffy left for three months right 
So it's partly Buffy, Buffy's yeah, fault. Yeah. If she had stayed, I mean, honestly, if she had stayed, she and Xander would have had to talk. Oh, yes. Because if she talked to Willow and Willow was like, did it work? Did he come back to human? And she's like, what are you talking about? Oh, my God. And then Xander's like, let's change the subject. Uh, let's go to the movies. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so. Oh, God. Yeah, that was a long time ago. But that emotional speech and her thing of like she had to kill the love of her life. And she says, like, I'll never love anyone the way I loved him. Yeah. Which on one hand is true because she was a teenager. So, like, of course, mm-hmm. that's it's a different kind of intensity because mm-hmm. you don't have your scars of adulthood. Mm-hmm. But it's also like it reinforces my Buffy and Angel forever mm-hmm. theories. But it's like it's an emotional turning point, And it's kind of a surprise in the episode. Because you know what? She's kind of talking to us, too. Yeah, because like when she said that, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and you like we we like to be like, oh, once season six starts, she's different. Once season seven starts, she's different. But she's been changing kind of since mm-hmm. the end of season two. Like yeah. that is her in a lot of ways, her loss of innocence. Mm-hmm. When, when she has to kill Angel, she's made this sacrifice that has changed her. Yeah. Um. So not that it's a I don't want to call it a downward spiral, but she's been moving toward who she is now sure and there have been for sure like big events that have accelerated things yes but she has been consistently like having to make hard decisions mm-hmm. have like really being the only person that does yeah like she's right like the slayer does stand alone and the slayer mm-hmm. does have to make uh when it comes down to it the only person that makes those decisions and that deals with ramifications of anything really is yeah. her um and so in order to be a leader, she has to stand alone. Yeah. And so she's like, I'm going to have to kill Anya. And um, which like at this point, I from like knowing like Buffy, knowing what she knows, because she doesn't know all of Anya's backstory. She doesn't know. Yeah. Like all of this stuff. And she doesn't, that, yeah. She doesn't care. But she kills de- demons all the time. Yeah. She never she asks their sob story. Exactly. She's like, are you killing people now? OK, then I have to stop you. Because we've even seen her kind of loosen her like definition like she's still very like black and white yeah like, but we don't see her killing clem no she wasn't killing if Anya she before found out this, clem was killing people she would she would have to do it yeah um do we does he eat kittens i think so that's pretty tough that's pretty bad she should like slap him around a little yeah what okay what if he eats kittens and then he finds the mom and gets it neutered or spayed so, so he's like, I need to stop myself. No, but he's like doing a service to the community oh. and eating the kittens. So like he only eats kittens that are extra kittens. Why wouldn't he just spay those kittens? Spay the kittens? Yeah. Because then there's more cats out there. We're trying to control the population of cats. Mm. So he spays the ones who are adults mm-hmm. and he eats the kittens. But then that's going to decrease the cat population eventually. Right. But we are, should. We need to control well, the cat population more. We need to control it more, but completely eradicating a feral cat population creates uh, a really gross influx of pests. Okay, but he's doing it with ones at uh, the uh, the ASPCA, the okay, ones that so are gonna he he like the pre- he finds pregnant ones at the shelter. Okay, he. Wait, so they have kittens. Why don't, why don't he and eat then like all them. but like one? So that way it's always one replaced one. So then it creates perfect. a perfect. Love okay. it. I mean, it's a it's a a complicated plan. And I would be surprised that Clem would do something like that. But also he is a complicated guy. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, okay. What do we think about colored tights? 
Oh, uh, uh, Willow is uh, Willow's wearing outfit. A red sweater with red tights and a black mini and black boots. I thought her outfit was cute, but it it was it reminded me of like a time. Yes, I because I had a colored tights time in my life. Mm-hmm. I feel like it is past. I don't know if it's like a youthful thing or if it's just not in style right now. I think it's just not in style right now. Or yeah, because I could see myself wearing bright tights maybe in the future i definitely had a time in my life where i was like green tights cool always love it Um, yeah i feel like tights it's also we live in la so it's not tights weather that long no and that's the thing too i think if we lived in a cold place we'd be like tights all the time any kind of tights you want all the time yeah if you wear tights here you are making a statement Mm -hmm. so i don't know i I felt less bad about that than I did about Buffy's pants. With the leather, like... Yes. I don't even know. Was it just a waistband? I couldn't tell if it was like a belt or a waist. It was like a pleather. And And calling it leather is way too nice. It was pleather. It was pleather and the fit was very bad. Yeah, I don't know who's buying the pants on this show right now. They're horrible. They do not fit her right. Maybe they're just not tailoring. Like, it's just... These pants are not working. They're off the the hanger. Yeah, they're off the rack and then just throwing them on them. Yeah. Because her top was cute. Mm-hmm. And then the the pants were so loose. Like when she was fighting that spider, all I could think about was how her pants are going to fall off because they're yeah. a low cut, loose pants. They're all too low cut. And the leather thing, the pleather thing was just a nightmare. It was really bad. Um, yeah, I wrote about that. <laughs> um, okay, so ultimately, as we get towards the highlight, the climax of the show everyone is heroic and selfless but xander yeah and i don't know i guess in some ways xander's loyalty is one of his best traits Mm -hmm. but i don't know what he is hoping to accomplish by protecting anya in this situation i think he just loves i think he feels well there's a couple things i think he loves anya and so he's blinded by that. And yeah. he's not strong like Buffy. Right. He couldn't make that. He would never do that. And then also, I think he overcompensates his loyalty mm-hmm. to Anya because he knows what he did to her. Right. But all of that is weak shit. Yeah, but he's weak. Yeah, I guess that's what it's like. I feel like this fight for those three characters brought out their true colors. Mm-hmm. Um, and it the worst of it was Xander. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, I understand why Xander didn't want to kill Anya because he knew, because he was like, I, I know Anya. I know, like, this Except is. she literally murdered yeah. 12 people. Well, yeah. And more could have died because the spider got loose. She didn't yeah. even make the spider go away after killing 12. So she, she is killing people. Yeah. And she I'm, doesn't even like it. No, she doesn't. And, but I think he, he sees in her. What she's willing to do, which is turn this all back and die for it, which I think. And then again, of course, he's like, don't yeah, he don't die do for that. it. Yeah. But he knows that she's deep down that she is the person that would make that decision. Right. He knows she's a good person, like that she has good in her. Yeah. But there's no like if she's wanting to fight, I guess maybe it's just, again, like him deciding for other people what they should be doing. Well, and yeah. And that's the thing. Like De Hoffren, like. Puts it out in the open. He's like, nobody's asked Anya what she wants. Right. Like, everyone is, like, making all these decisions for her. Nobody mm-hmm. asks her what she wants. And, in fact, she's not even asking herself what she wants. Yeah. And 
what we realize is that she's suicidal. She's yeah. like, I want to not be anymore. I just want yeah. this to stop. And poor Hallie has to pay the price. Oh, that was, that so, was sad. so sad. How happy she is. She's like, yeah. Anya. And ha- Hallie has been her friend for thousands of years. Yes. And the only one who stuck with her when she was being a weak mm-hmm. vengeance demon earlier this yeah. year. Yeah. And I mean, and that's the thing too, right? Where we're so reminded that Dehoffrin is evil. And he's like, yeah, he's, a you, demon. he's like, you think I would have just killed you and let you go? Yeah. And, and he's right. Like she is forgetting what vengeance is about. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hurt someone before you kill yeah them so that was really sad um yes. but yeah and in the meantime that's the thing like where xander i think xander doesn't know what he wants because he doesn't he takes too long thinking about things yeah to make a decision whereas like buffy is like give me the bare minimum facts yes. and i have to act because that's the nature of right. being a slayer I don't have the luxury of like thinking about things too much mm-hmm. all xander does is think about things because he's right. always on the sidelines yeah so I think like someone in the middle is maybe like Willow, but Willow at this point, she's like, I can't yeah. be involved in this. Like this is too much. Right. Which is a very mature position for her to take. Yeah. And I guess that's it. It's like if Xander had shown up there and been like, Anya, I need to talk to you. Yeah. Let's talk. What do you, what is happening with you? What do you want to do? Let's talk this out. But instead he's like tackling Buffy to the floor. He's endangering Buffy's safety. Yeah. Like, and, what? But we know that he is not the type to talk to Anya. You know, like, throughout yeah, their whole relationship, they never talk. it would be talk. really shitty if Buffy had her arms chopped off yeah. because Xander is interfering in shit that ain't his business. But that's, like, again... It would be very typical of It's Xander, typical. But, like, yeah. I guess it's a part of Xander that I find less appealing to watch. Yeah. I mean, I I feel for him because that's the thing. Like, he doesn't... He is like in the middle of all of this stuff and feels responsible for what Anya has become, which like to his credit, it's not his fault mm-hmm. that she did all this stuff. Yeah, she made her choices. Exactly. Like he he was not great to her, but I mean she made a choice to stay with him for as yeah. long as she did. She was yeah. willing to get married to this kind guy who wasn't a very good partner. And she even like says that to him at the end where she's just like, I just clung to everything. And I love that she like, and then he was like, as the clingy, I didn't mind because you can tell that he is like, okay, so the solution is just to be together then, right? Like, and she's like, I need to be by myself. Yeah. I need to figure myself out, which, and maybe it's like, I feel like that everyone should figure themselves out. Sure. Yes. (laughs) That I don't feel like finding yourself in a relationship is usually the best solution. Well, because there's someone else there. Mm -hmm. So. And that other person is not. The only constant you have is yourself. Yeah. Um, so you're setting yourself up for falling apart. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'm I'm always gonna be team that over like, I know we have problems, but let's let's stay together. Yeah. Uh, no, okay, that's I'm overstating. Not that we have problems, but like uh, she's making that hundred percent the right call. I for her, yes. And like also I want Anya to like figure out how cool she is. Yes. And like, honestly, like, I don't see Xander having learned quite enough at this point to realize that he, like, infantilized her, treated her kind of like shit. Like, I think he's like, oh, I did bad things by, like, not telling you I appreciated you and, like, leaving mm-hmm. at the altar. But it was like, oh, no, no, your behavior was pervasively bad. Yes. Or your relationship was pervasively yeah. flawed. It's not just like, because it's not just Xander. 
No, she, she wasn't she, asking for her yeah. needs. She wasn't expressing these things to him. When she like said, do you want to talk about this thing? She let it go when he fell asleep. Yeah, rather than being like, wake up. We're or, going to talk like, about this. tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to make you coffee. That's mm-hmm. fine. We will sit across from each other at the kitchen island and we will have this conversation. Like she has ownership in how dysfunctional elements of their relationship are. Mm-hmm. And that is why both of them need to work on themselves. Yeah. Separately. Um, and it's awesome to see someone like own that. Yeah. So I, I loved that move on her behalf. And I'm glad that that's not like the last that we see of her because she's in the next episode. So it's like, oh, here's something, though. Mm. And I don't remember if we see this in the future. Do we know why she turned on bunnies? No. I thought when we saw the bunnies at the beginning, I was like, oh, I don't remember the scene where this turns. But I was like, oh, it must be in this episode. Mm-hmm. But I did not see it. Mm-mm. So sh- at back in the day, she loved bunnies. She wanted to give them to people. Do you think it's do you think it was supposed to be an example of like her wanting to ha- please troll man? Like he Maybe. liked bunnies. But it just if it was, I didn't get it. Well, there I think so also it's like I think it's just her general turn away from humanity because she like wanted to just give these bunnies to everybody and like they represent something that like that she was just giving freely to yeah, others. Yeah, she liked bunnies. I think at some point she just became sour towards humanity and then by proxy bunnies. I, I don't I know. I feel like that's a fan correction. I don't feel oh, like of that's course textual. I haven't seen that from this episode. I feel like they dropped it in so we'd be like, oh, bunnies. She doesn't like those now. Yeah. But it was like, okay, well then. What happened? Yeah. Maybe we'll see. I don't remember. I don't remember. And maybe we will see or like, I mean, we don't have to see. It was just a weird like if he brought home a bunny and she was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Or, or if something. she like was like, like if they were like this, maybe they raised bunnies together or something, you know, like oh, something. Oh, so great. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's just bunnies remind her of the troll man. There you go. Again, they could have done a better job. Yeah. Like if it was like our bunnies are like our babies. Mm-hmm. Just one line. <laughs> one line. Uh, I love raising these bunnies with you. Oh uh, my God. I will never be able to look at bunnies if we ever broke up. Um, every time you're gone at the, uh, out pillaging, I just look at my bunnies and think about when you'll be back. Yeah. And then I sleep with the bunnies. Mm-hmm. They um, are almost as warm as you. Ta-da. <laughs> um, but that was only one of the episodes that we watched. No, we also got him, which, okay. All right. Uh, is it the, well, I think we have to talk about the hair. Yeah. Of Buffy. Bangs, bangs, bangs. I think they're trying to age her down. Yes. Because there's some weird, gross things that happen in this episode. I think, yes, I agree. I think they're aging, or maybe she wanted bangs. I don't know her life. Well, also, but there is that scene with her and Dawn sitting on the bleachers, and yeah. it is such a throwback scene. Yeah, the she looks like she could be in high school. She looks like season two Buffy. Yes. And I think they're doing that on purpose because they're like, to make it less gross when she's making out with a high school student. Yeah. They don't even, usually in shows, Mm-hmm. They will explicitly tell you he's 18. They didn't. They didn't. So he could be 17 or 16. It was very gross. It was very gross. Okay. And I've meant to talk about this in the last one. Dawn is giving advice to Buffy about boys, I think. Mm-hmm. When she's like, just tell them that everything about them is great. Just everything they like. Just if they like something, you like it. Oh, no. She's telling it to Willow about going to college. Yes. And it was like, wait, Dawn, that is hor- one, that's horrible advice. And two, what are you that no that is such a toxic relationship with yep. people but that's how she is because she has trouble connecting to people and i just wish that willow was like no don that is horrible mm-hmm. 
you be yourself. Yeah. And maybe that was supposed to echo the Anya's behavior, mm-hmm. but it was just like, it plays right into the next episode. And it's like, I don't, Dawn is not learning lessons. No. I have thoughts about this episode. Okay. Which actually, Good, like, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> um, so, Throughout this series, we have seen, like, this hatred of, like, toxic masculinity mm-hmm. um, and of, like, the cool guys are, like, jerks. Um, yeah. with And it's something, and because, like, knowing what we know about Joss Whedon, it's something that, like, overlooks the insidiousness of, like, the good guy. Yeah. And it's so, it just seems like, and I think it's because we're now in 2017 rather yeah. than uh, when this came out. Um, but it just seems like, okay, everybody's done that. Everybody's, like, said that jocks suck. And, like, to yeah. have a Letterman jacket be the thing that makes all these girls go crazy um, and to have it be, like, this dangerous thing that, like, we just fall head over heels just because of this magical jacket. Yeah. It just seemed a little bit like a, I don't know, it seemed like a middle school essay written by the, like, quote, good guy yeah. that gets overlooked. I think that's... I I get it. Mm-hmm. I also I also feel like they did that with the women in this episode. Mm-hmm. The cheerleaders are the monster cheerleaders. Yeah, they're mean. And like cheerleaders in my school weren't like that. No, mine either. Like it's that's a it's such a cliche and such a like bullshit shorthand mm-hmm. of like oh these are cruel horrible people mm-hmm. because they're popular and beautiful and it's like no yeah also like. It's so it feels like it feels lazy. And it it's especially lazy when like your outcast characters that you're writing about are more beautiful than anybody you would ever see on the street. <laughs> so it's like kind of just like bullshit. It just seems like a very like, I'll get my comeuppance when I'm a famous TV writer. Yeah. I mean, I think that Buffy, especially when she was in high school, there's no reason that she was outcast except that she was a slayer. She would have yeah. been the most popular girl in school. Uh Xander was a doof. And yeah. I totally get why no one wanted to be around him. Willow was a nerd, but ha- had a lot of friends. Yeah. Dawn is awkward AF. Oh my I God. understand why Dawn is not popular. I Separate definitely, from that everyone's yeah. mean, she she walks up to groups of people, inserts herself into conversations, and then- Does not read social cues. Does not read social cues at all. Like, I get it, Dawn. Like, if you I, walked up to me and my friends in high school and did mm-hmm. that, we would be nice to you because you'd be acting so weird that, like, we wouldn't want to be mean. But, like, when she just starts talking about, like, what a football player is- yeah. And what? how the quarterback is, like, what are you doing? Or that cheer, and I know she was under the spell. They, which, thank God, she's under a spell. Oh, my God. Okay. Because uh, all okay. of her behavior, so I'm really glad that all of her behavior can be explained by the spell of the jacket. Yes. Because. Oh, my God. It was horrible. It was horrible. And it almost like, yeah. And the fact that we had the, pre- I think the previous episode didn't help when she's talking about how to get people to like you. You mm-hmm. just pretend that you like the things that mm-hmm. they like, which is. I mean, it's a, it's a very teenager thing, but it makes me very sad for Dawn. Yeah. Um, you got to like your own things, mm-hmm. not just stealing stuff. It's okay to like Literally. your own things. Literally stealing stuff. That's her actual hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I wrote this, but I said, Dawn is speaking my language. What was mm-hmm. our... F- mm-hmm. I said, uh-oh. <laughs> like something <laughs> is wrong. Um, oh, you know what it was? It was... This is when Spike showed up for some reason it took all this time for spike to show up at sanders oh right this is it's in this episode and then dawn is like why are we forgiving spike yeah he did horrible things he's a murderer yeah he tried to rape you like we're all acting like which is everyone's acting crazy on the bleachers yes yes when she's like okay yeah because she's like i don't understand like like first 
you say that he's like disgusting and he's yes. re- repulsed by him, but then you're like fucking him. Mm-hmm. And then like he try he attacks you and then now we're helping him. Yep. And like the whole thing, like Xander said that he loved Anya, but then he like left her at the altar yeah. and like it is I mean, out of the mouths of babes. Yeah. I think that's I was having an out of the mouths of babes and then she went crazy because of those. Well, because then she and I think that's it, right? What they're trying to say is yeah. like she's like having puberty, which like she had puberty like a while ago. It's not yeah, our it's not her was, fault that you wrote her as twelve. Yeah. And honestly, she was in the front seat with that football player like over a season ago. Ew, and he was like so old and he she was, was like, so, so old young. and they were like fooling around. Like yeah. he it's this is not her first time at the rodeo. No. Um though oh my god. Okay, so also and I knew I knew the jacket was also a magical totem, but yeah. watching someone and I don't know what time of year it is, but it is California mm-hmm. and it's football season. So it's before the end of it's before like December. Right. they they have practice. Yes. They don't hit the showers. No. And he puts, puts on it on a Leatherman. Yeah. That Leatherman's jacket is so heavy. I know. It's like a oven of sweat and yeah. boy and everything inside that no, jacket no. right so now. So he he's immediately done with practice, puts that thing oh. on, and then after he puts it on, squirts water on his face. I was like, I was like what? what? <laughs> I was like, what? Don't, what are like, you doing? Are you trying to create a sauna inside yourself? It's disgusting. It's so gross. That thing probably smells, and it's old, and, and it's, it's been like, like two generations. By, oh, my God. And you know that all those men are doing that exact same thing. Yeah. Straight off of the nope. field, put it on. Yeah. I'm like, They're Ew. not taking that thing to the dry cleaner either. No. Because it's magic. They don't want anyone else to hold it. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was when he put it on. I mean, I knew, like I said, I knew it was magic, but I was also just so grossed out. I was like, hit the shower first and yeah. then put it on. I'm you can fine. just carry it. Carry it to well, the shower. Well, he doesn't put it But he on, wants to put it on to so that John sees it. Sees it. Yeah. But like, or make it, make it unseasonably cold. Sure. Oh, we're having a cold snap. Because I've done that. Not not for not for my fall sports because they were freaking done by the time mm-hmm. it got cold. But like for spring sports, spring sports, it's cold when you start. So yeah. like you're running, you're doing all these things. And then when you're done running, you might put a sweatshirt on. Sure. It's I've done gross. Yeah, it is the, gross. You, you wouldn't put on something that you can't throw in the wash machine. Yeah. But like, yeah, you're sweating and then you're cold. Mm-hmm. But it's a sunny, beautiful day. And he puts on a heavy letterman's jacket over his sweaty so bod. So gross. After he hit pads on, that's the other thing. It's football. Ew, and so the pads made him stinky yeah, too. he's like so super he's, stinky. Uh, he's stinky from his own self and also stinky from the selves of other people. Yes. Sick. So sick. And Ugh. stinky from the, the sweat, prop, the dried sweat of his dad and, and his, his brother. brother. Ugh. I also kind of like that the brother seems to have no clue about the jacket. I know. The brother has no idea. And it's really sad because if the brother just was one of those weirdos who keeps wearing the letterman's jacket... He would be great. He'd be so. He'd have a great life. He'd have a great life. He'd be so happy. But instead, he's in the p- pizza man uniform. I did laugh out loud at how bummed out Spike and Xander were from hanging out with yeah. him. Like they were just like, "Ooh, Ooh. this is a bummer." <laughs> he's like, "Do you want to hang out?" Mm-mm, gotta go. <laughs> yeah. And like the fact that Spike, who like previously was crazy in a basement, yes. like is like, "This is a bummer." <laughs> well, it's interesting that once he got away from the basement, he seemed to become so much better yeah it seems like uh the hellmouth is not a great place yeah get away from there <laughs> too bad the school is on it um i did like that now they're like sniping about little things like yeah him leaving towels on the floor yes which if someone came to stay with me and, and they did, did that, that i would be pretty annoyed yeah it's not appropriate i do think <laughs> it it does behoove the person who is the host yeah especially the first time a person stays there to let them know where towels are, where backup towels are, yeah. where sheets are. I mean, not necessarily sheets. 
where towels and backup towels are. And maybe even a, what you expect me to do with the towel when it's dirty. Because oh, some sure. people, do you hang it on the towel rack in there? Do you take it into the room? Yeah. What do you do with your what towel? What do you do with your towel? Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like a big conversation, but I feel like sometimes you're staying at someone's house and you don't know. For a long know. time, yes. too. And because you don't really want your wet towel, like what, sitting over a chair in the room? I guess that's what you do if yeah, you Yeah, you have know. to do it where it's like hanging over the the seat then yes. like air, like like a hypotenuse and then totally. over the back so it's like airing i was like if i guess it's if you have a solution give me a solution do not i will not leave it on the ground i promise yeah but if the solution what you want if what you want me to do is throw it over the shower curtain mm-hmm. and that's what i think i've done in the past is like i do that until like, it's I dry ha- yeah. yes until like i leave the house like i would never leave it for the well i shouldn't say never because my mom's listening to us i would do this at her house her houses doesn't well, matter for me rules go out the window yeah no rules house. in my parents house. but at other houses you like you, i i don't want you to when you come i'm not trying to show you that i'm doing that yeah but i will do it like for a short term yeah just to get it yeah a little bit drier but yeah um, i think giving people a heads up of what this what the protocol is yeah is you can nice. be like uh this rack is yours so you can use it um and then uh, the hamper's over here perfect Done. oh my god Done. Dream. My grandmother at our beach house used to have like on the back of all each bedroom had like a towel rack. Yes. It was so nice. It's helpful. It was just That's like what we boom. have at my parents' house yeah, too. Yeah. It's just like it's there. It's in the room. So it's not in the bathroom. It's mm-hmm. not taking up space or like whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can reuse your towel mm-hmm. instead of like, what? You're going to use a fresh towel every day? This isn't a hotel. Also, you should definitely tell people like the other thing is what it, you should give people. I think you should give people towels. Yes, because the towels hanging in the bed bathroom, nobody knows how long they've been there or what their purpose is. Or well, yeah, you don't want to use them. someone's towel. No. So you can just be like, um, oh, and and if you want someone to use the towels in the bathroom, be like, the ones on the right are yours. Perfect. And say, if you need a washcloth, this is where it is. Because yeah. also, when people are visiting, they don't all bring a loofah. A loofah. No, exactly. So you be like, oh, washcloths are in the basket uh, to the right. Boom. Done. Gosh, we're such good hostesses. I know. Because you know what? We think of other people. This That's is unlike Xander. Xander doesn't think Xander. of other people. No, he just doesn't want to. And honestly, no one wants to step on your dirty towel. No. Or like see your toothpaste scum in the sink. Like nobody wants that. Or like I remember going on a youth group trip mm-hmm. when we were uh, in high school. And um, I remember one of the girls that we roomed with like left her washcloth like covered in soap, scrunched up in the corner of the shower. And everyone's like, sick. You don't even like do anything. Like, yeah, you don't rinse squeeze it, it out. or stretch or anything. Like, like hang it on something or like what? Are, you leave it just like dirty. And, and then the you're going to pick it up tomorrow and use yeah. it. Ugh. There's like, ew. Yeah. I mean, in a perfect world, like a world where I had a washing machine in my apartment mm-hmm. or a house, I guess it's perfect. <laughs> um, I would do a washcloth a day or I like loofahs, but I would yeah. do a fresh one every day. Yeah. Whereas and I do. I try to for my face, actually. Oh, I um, do too. I have like little washcloths for my yeah. face. But I would do a fresh body washcloth because I don't even like reusing it at all. Yeah. But I don't want to do laundry that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of laundry. It's a lot of laundry. I have to walk like across a parking lot. Mm-hmm. It's not that far, but it's like it feels far. Yeah. It's a whole like other two thing. machines. Mm. And then what? You're going to put your hundreds of washcloths in there? Yeah. Just have a whole load of washcloths. Um, okay. Um, well, Ricky Lindholm was in that episode yes she was and she's the one who uh had a vending machine fall on her yes and she was using one crutch one crutch um oh my god dawn was embarrassing me that whole scene oh my she's god, trying I to talk to them it was it. just like and again she's on spell but like it was horrible and the main mean girl is just awful yeah also okay 
So then we go to the auditions where Dawn wears Buffy's cheerleader outfit. Wearing the existing uniform. We've talked about this before. No. For Don't do it. Auditions or tryouts or whatever. Tryouts, yeah. Is insane. It's insane. Like you looked so thirsty and weird and like assum like assumptive. Do you think and- it was supposed to like trigger our minds like, oh, generationally people share outfits. So this letterman's jacket may not maybe I don't know. It was a weird thing. But it also like I think it was supposed to really make us remember Buffy doing that. But Dawn's body is so different. It Yeah. I almost was like, is this the same sweater? Because it's like a crop top on Dawn. And like the sleeves only go to like the elbow (laughs) when it was like a sweater on Buffy. Dawn has much longer torso and arms. Well, she's a lot taller than Buffy. Buffy is like very petite. Yes. Um, Um, But that and that whole, oh my God, the whole performance is horrible. And it's also weird because we know, separate from the show, that Michelle Trachtenberg is a great dancer, like a very talented dancer. We also know that on the show, Dawn can move. Why yeah. does all her coordination abandon her when she does this? Um, I think that she, she's, I don't know. She's so sprung on him. Yeah, she I think can't. she's so sprung. But it's like, and then later she's dancing with him in the club and she can dance again. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? You, maybe she, she would actually be a great cheerleader, frankly. So, okay, maybe we're supposed to believe that she okay. is the type of dancer that is great at like free form. Okay. But bad at like moves for cheers so she's not like a gymnast she's just a dancer yeah she's like i feel it from my body and i dance at the club but she could have just if she wanted to make the team mm-hmm. she could and have honestly pre- yeah she probably would have impressed him more if she just did a little boogie I-, I think she was so sprung on him that she wanted to do a cheer for him mm. as her t- it was so Embarrassing. So embarrassing and he was embarrassed yeah of course he was. everyone was embarrassed i love the way buffy she's like he doesn't even know he existed buffy's like no i'm pretty sure now he does that was so <laughs> funny that was so funny um and yeah. then we get we go to the bronze yes oh, sorry oh yeah yeah yeah. at the bronze and that was very gross that everyone was checking out dawn it's, except it's for very, it's very on game for this show it's yep. very like how this show is and xander i feel like emotionally it's too, they can't get together because she's in high school. But emotionally, I feel like Xander could match up with Dawn. Oh, yeah. Because Xander has not emotionally matured since high school. Yes. So, and also, like, and the so he's thing like, is. Damn, that ass, though. What does he say? Like, daddy-like. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> That's very gross. <laughs> so it's gross. very, 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 very gross. Um, but they're, but, and they're all slut-shaming her. The stranger. They are. They're slut-shaming her, which... This show sometimes has trouble with that, like not owning female sexual agency. Yes. Well, and using the term slut. Yeah, they use the term slut multiple times. Freely. Um, the thing is, though, I mean, like in the way that like he re- that that a uh, Letterman jacket guy like represents like hot high school boy. Yeah. In that moment, Don does represent like hot high school girl. Yes. Um, and so I think that they're like, hello, she's growing up. Um, but it was gross that he used the word daddy. That was very disgusting. I hated that. It's also like, I feel like that's also a, a phase of growing up too. It's like wearing inappropriate clothes mm-hmm. and being like, ooh. And then later you'd look back and you're like, whoa. Well, yeah. And <laughs> everyone's like, you look, her hair looked crazy. Her hair is, her hair looked crazy, but it is, that's what's happening. She has medium length hair right now. Well, and the issue is too. So what we know now in our advanced hair world. Yes. Is that you usually try to curl your hair in one direction. Yes. Usually away from your face. Yes. 
However, I think it is supposed to like, I think we are supposed to definitely believe that this girl did her own hair. Yes. Like big, sexy hair. Yes. Which, what she thought was big, sexy hair. Yes. Because even mean, she, I, she is a hot little girl or whatever. Yeah. That's, she's like Lolita ing it up. But not even, because I don't think she's even playing like, I'm she's not playing little like, girl. No, she's like, she's like, I am 19, mm-hmm. but she is not. Like that shirt has so many spaces where there's no shirt. Yeah, no, it's, it's barely a shirt. And I, uh, when Buffy was like, you look like you need to cover up. And mm-hmm. she's like, what, whatever the fuck his name RJ? is. R- yeah, RJ likes how I look. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so high school. Yes. And she was being like very, very high school. Um, yes. It felt like that could have happened without the spell. And it's totally believable. Mm-hmm. And the, her pants are so low. Her like her so whole thing low. is just like ridiculous. Yeah. And I guess that's what it is. It's like, it's ridiculous, not slutty. That's, and that's the, uh, yeah. And it is also like I, I, like, I think that the hair and makeup and like, costuming department Mm -hmm. did a great job with her in that scene because it does completely capture like when you're in high school and you're like i have to dress up Mm -hmm. you don't understand that like you can focus on one thing maybe (laughs) and not like every every entire body and that top is because at first i was like because she didn't even steal this from buffy's closet no she got this from wet seal i was just gonna say wet seal she got this from wet seal yeah she went to the sarah she's like flipping through she's like what has the least amount of fabric Mm -hmm. because she's also like at an age she has no like boobs or anything Mm -hmm. so she doesn't have to wear a bra with whatever Mm -hmm. she wears like she yeah she's essentially wearing like a swimsuit top well i remember like going to wet seal Mm -hmm. and getting a crop top hot pink sequined top because i was like oh like i need to start like dressing like sexy yeah that top with instead of a neck it was halter Mm -hmm. instead of a like cloth it was a ring a metal ring i can picture it perfectly yep Mm -hmm. it was very uncomfortable did it latch in the back yeah it was like one where you would like push it together and then like yeah and back so it would like it was like two l-shaped pieces at the end and they would go around each other yeah Yeah, it was a look that's a lot Mm-hmm. I wonder if I still have that top. It'd be great for like a sketch or something or yes. a costume. I feel like there was a phase of life that involved going out tops. Mm-hmm. And that is not even, I mean, part of it is I don't go out in the same way I used to, but like going out tops, what? Uh, I remember like <laughs> men's going out shirts, which were like black button down. But like a, with a shimmer. Yeah, like kind of shiny. And then they would like ha- ir- have the ir- collar be ironed, but like not buttoned up. And it's no. like unbuttoned down to like ma- to the like middle like, yeah. sternum area. And like, maybe they're polyester. Yes. Like, they're not breathing. No. And it, that shirt probably smells bad within five minutes. It's mm-hmm. one of those types of shirts. Yes. But like you, they spray it with enough cologne that yes. like, you don't know it's body odor. It's like the visual of Axe body spray. Oh, there's so much Jalo. Yeah. The visual right now. Yeah. Cool. That being said. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked. Okay. So even I thought Xander was going to be more slut shaming when he discovers Buffy trying to have sex with the teenager in mm-hmm. the room. He's pretty nice to her. And I love when he goes, it's a classroom, you chowderhead. Yes. I <laughs> loved that. I live for that. But Xander, I want goofy Xander. Yeah. I liked that. And I also, I yeah, I liked that he instead was like, this is inappropriate because this is a student Buffy. Yeah. Which like, I liked that. But so yeah. So Buffy sees him in the jacket and um well, he puts it on yeah he puts it on and then she starts coming on him hard yes. in the office he's like oh damn okay i like this uh yeah. she comes to work the next day in a schoolgirl skirt which i was like buffy yeah i wrote buffy no so many times <laughs> um and then uh he how do how do um 
Anya and Willow see him at the well, door? Well, he comes to the house, right. I think, to see Buffy. To see Buffy. Because uh, they yes. almost have sex at school. And so he's like, we might have all the way sex when yeah. I go to your house. So he goes to the house. And then I think, does he ask for Buffy first and then Dawn? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's the worst. He's the worst. And... <laughs> God, Buffy just keeps being like, I know you think that you love him, but he loves me. And like, I was just trying to spare your feelings. They did a really good job of that game of like making it seem like she is being nice to Don. Yes. And then she's mean. She's like, you came on way too strong. I'm just like letting you know. Yeah. Just want to just want to be there for you, sis. And she's like, oh, my God, I came on too strong. I was slutzilla. And I was like, stop using that word. Um, And then. And then. And it's around this time, Willow, Anya, and Xander are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, they're like, we got to figure this out. Yeah, because there's clearly something going on. Yeah. Because Buffy is not trying to have sex with a student. Yeah. Dawn is acting more crazy than usual. Mm-hmm. Something's up. Um, And even though they know something's up, Willow and Anya start to catch feels mm-hmm. when the door opens. And then we have this really interesting sequence where all four women mm-hmm. are doing their own reaction. Mm-hmm to the spell so dawn mm-hmm. and this is really sad this is so sad dawn knows that if she's if she's in a competition with her sister she's gonna lose so she goes to kill herself on the train tracks yeah which how that is so sad that's such a bummer oh it's really sad okay so that's what's happening to her anya is robbing banks mm-hmm. multiple banks because she wants to get him money she wants to get him money he mentions that he wants Principal Wood off of his back. So Buffy, Buffy goes, goes to kill him. To kill him with a rocket launcher. <laughs> and I did. I love that scene when Principal Wood is just like listening to his spinning CD. Yeah. And in the background, Spike is stopping Buffy from yeah. killing him, which I, I thought was, was a funny good. side gag. Um, and Willow is doing a spell mm-hmm. to see if. To turn, turn him into, into a, a woman. woman. Which actually, <laughs> I really loved Alison Hannigan's performance there. She was so funny. Yeah. Like, she was like, no, no, I have to start it all over. Hecate <laughs> hates when I do that. And, like, I just, I really liked that. I thought that was, like, a fun, I don't know. We haven't seen her be silly about yes. someone in a while. Yes. And it was a, so sad. Yeah. And the episode as a whole was pretty silly. Yes. And also that split screen thing with the four of them was very, like, uh, catch me if you can. Yes. So it was a very like lighthearted type of thing. Yeah. And then Buffy then sees that Dawn is trying to kill herself and she stops her and she's like, don't ever, you know, give up your life for a guy ever. Yeah. If you have to kill the guy. That's yeah. what I do. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then we get kind of like a, a nice moment between yeah. the girls. And then we honestly, we get a nice like gang moment mm-hmm. because Anya seems to be back in the fold. Yeah. <laughs> the radio starts talking about the robbery. She just turns it yeah, down. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah. It's very... Okay. The villain is not my favorite villain. Nah. The idea... I don't know. Okay, here's what I would say also, because we were when we were talking about like cool kids suck, bad kids, yeah. and good kids. I do like that the, um, the, the first string quarterback, mm-hmm. I felt like he was written like a real person. Yeah. Like he was nice. He was thoughtful to his friend's feelings, but also like he's doing his best to be the best he can at football. Yeah. Like he wasn't a jerk at all. Oh yeah, he gets pushed down the stairs. He gets pushed down the stairs by, by Don. So like I feel like that character kind of like is the balancing of mm-hmm. like not all cool kids yeah. are evil. I think it's hard because all the girls are under the spell. So yeah. they are just monsters. Yeah. But if we had like, I don't know, maybe we need more dudes. Yeah. So th- Or maybe... I don't know. Or yeah, maybe don't the know. guy needs to be less handsome. Yeah. Because that guy 
is too handsome. He doesn't need the jacket, right? He's very handsome. He's very handsome. He's already would be the best looking guy at school. Mm-hmm. And he's on the football team, even if he's not first string. Yeah. Yeah. It, maybe it just feels like overkill. Like they should have cast like. Just like an average a normal guy. guy. Yeah. And then he wears this thing. And because a normal guy also, I could see Don having a crush on a normal looking guy. What would be cool is if they could get a guy that they could like pretty up with like makeup and lighting so that like he looks normal. And oh, then when he then, puts on the jacket, he looks like better, but him. That would have been great. And then we all would have been trying to climb to our TVs to be on that guy. I think that actually, I think we just upgraded the episode. Yeah. Because part of it is that he, yeah, if there was a teacher who was going to bone somebody, she'd probably bone him. He's re- he's very, like, yeah. I'm not saying he's my type. It's just like they chose, like, a, they cast a very mm-hmm. good looking guy. Yeah. So it's like, this guy is like, tr- yeah, using this Letterman's jacket for something. He already has everything. Yeah. And also the thing is, too, like, we are not under the spell. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. with how it is, we're like, no, I mean, he's already handsome. But, like, with this, we'd be like, oh, I'm now seeing. Yes. Yeah. Also, it's weird to wear someone else's Letterman jacket, no? Yeah. Don't they usually, like, give you, you your own? You get a fresh one. Well, because the letters on it <laughs> are different. Are yours. I mean, the letters won't be different letters. They'll so still then- be an S. But, like, if you, when you're wearing someone else's Letterman's jacket, you're wearing things that they earned. Not things that you earned. I don't understand why the school is okay with. Well, that. they can't stop you. Like I could, we- I could. You can wear whatever you want. Yeah, but like I wonder why the coach isn't like, don't you want, don't you want your own jacket? Unless, and I've never known this, and I, you know, I only went to one high school, so maybe other schools they do this. Like maybe generationally, like if you have like, this is the division title my dad won. I'm maybe I'm pointing to my shoulder where a patch would be, <laughs> um, and like this is the division title my brother won, and this is the division title I won. So like you can see, so like you build more things on your Letterman's jacket because like theoretically your Letterman jacket just has your own achievements. Yeah, like just your letters. I didn't get one; they were expensive. Yeah, I, I would have done a sweater if I was in the fifties. Yeah, um, but he, uh, I think. I don't know if those people are waiting to come in Oh, here. shit. Okay. So, um, do um, we have anything else? My last note is no Buffy. My last note is, uh, oh, Anya was dressed like Monica from Friends. She wore a black suit vest and a white t-shirt. Mm-hmm. It's a very yeah, that's special such a, look. That's such a Monica look. Oh, my God. Right? Like, no real people dress like that. That's a type that. A look. Yes. <laughs> on TV. Uh, I don't own any suit vests. Me neither. Should I invest? No. I don't think I don't think my bod would fit in a male suit vest unless I wore one that was really big. I just think that they are a look that um don't need to be always. It's not a perennial fashion. <laughs> they don't need to be always. Yeah. It's like a it's like, you know, it's a trend. It's not it's not evergreen. Yeah. Um okay. But I guess overall, you know what? I liked these episodes. Uh, I did too. I mean, Selfless is a great episode it's of so Buffy. So good. Um whereas I enjoyed him. I enjoyed him. Yeah, I enjoyed it. But um, I, it wouldn't go in my top 10 episodes of Buffy. No, but I think we're going to be... So next week, if you're watching Angel with us, we're going to be talking about Apocalypse Nowish and Habeas Corpses. And then we're going to come back to another one of my favorite episodes of the entire series, mm-hmm. Conversations with Dead People and then Sleeper. Awesome. Um, thank you so much for listening, you guys. Uh, if you want to follow our podcast on the internet... It is at Hellmouthy. If you want to follow me, at Kelly Nuji, Ryan, at Armogi. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye.